This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in Eric Kratz, host of Foul Territory TV. We love this guy. Longtime MLB catcher and also on Twitter at Eric Kratz31. So, Eric, good morning to you. First of all, thanks for being with us. And, and are the Angels making the right move here? You're the expert. I have no clue, but I, I would feel like you'd want to get something for Shohei. Or is there is there a plan here that I'm not seeing? I... I'll be honest, because I have to be. Yeah. I think it's a great move. Do you? I would have traded him a long time ago, but the thing I didn't want to see the Angels do is just stay in that, like, mid-range, where Mm -hmm. you're like, well, we're going to keep him, but we're not really going to do anything. They overpaid for the first two prospects that they gave up. They overpaid. You know, they're going to have to still add more pieces. I love it. Go all in. And what's cool was Shohei showed he's going all in, by going his first shutout, yeah. he's like, well, you know, I wanted to keep the bullpen fresh for the second game. And he's like, oh, and by the way, in the second game, I'm going to hit two dingers. So, yeah. And I heard you guys talking before. I'm Shohei's agent. No, God. $580 million. <laughs> good man. Good man. Good for you. So what do you think he's going to get? Like, I can't even put my finger on it because literally there is no precedent for it. You're going to need more than a finger. You need a whole hand on what he's going to get. Oh, I'm he not sure. is, he is, I, at the beginning of the season, I said $528 million. I feel like, and I know this is crazy bananas, it went up yeah. throughout this year. It did. He's having that good of a year. Now, mm-hmm. he's not the best hitter in the game, he is not the best pitcher in the game. But this year, he's arguably top three best hitters in the game and top 10 best pitchers. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to have to pay and you figure Cole Hamill's got, I mean, Cole Hamill's uh, Garrett Cole got 360 million. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking you can probably add another 200 on there as a hitter. So yeah, that's where I come up with my five. I should come up with a cooler number, like five hundred and seventy-six million. But Ooh. half a billion. You said a billion. You guys are way off. Yeah, I was. I'm glad you're doing the numbers, not me. I'm like they're going to pay him two billion dollars. <laughs> two billion dollars. I'm like that. Eric has a, a more accurate number here. So when you talk about the American League, one of the fascinating teams to me is the Orioles, just because they're so young and so fearless. They don't necessarily have the rotation that you want, but. The, can they make a legitimate run in the AL in the postseason? Yes, 100%. yeah, percent. 
because they have one person. And I'm going to first mention Anthony Santander, mm-hmm. maybe one of the more underrated players in the last three, four years of the, of the big leagues. They have Gunnar Henderson, who is incredibly talented and maybe, you know, one of the people that's anchoring that lineup. But remember back when the Giants won three World Series, who their captain was? Everyone's going to be like, Brandon Crawford, uh, Brandon Bell, uh, a pitcher. No, Buster Posey. Huh? And they have their Buster Posey and Adley Rutschman, a switch-hitting catcher who's out there every day and is an absolute gem of a human being. And he's like a generational gem, mm-hmm. same as Buster was. Like that leader who can go out and party with the boys. He can tell the boys it's time to go. And you know what? When the guys need him, he's going to get a big hit. And that's the type of guy that Adley Rutschman is. I would not bet against the Orioles winning the American League, except I really like the Rangers, too. But we weren't talking about the Rangers. <laughs> well, you could probably get both of them. I would imagine they're both mm-hmm. probably pretty big plus money. But let's talk about the trade deadline because it is approaching. When we look at franchises, for me, when I try to project, like, who's going to make the big moves, it's all about which front offices I trust to not only make moves, but make the right moves. Because that's what it looks like for the Braves, for example. Because some of their moves aren't quite as splashy, but they're the correct ones. Which franchises do you think are going to make the correct moves? Well, the correct moves sometimes you'll never even see. It'll mm-hmm. be like the like you said, the Braves getting Pierce Johnson, who ended up coming in his first appearance and gave up a few runs. But you sit there and you go, you you have to, you can only evaluate trades at the end of the season. Did it make them better? Yes. You, we're going to evaluate them for the next week on foul territory and beyond. But you can only evaluate them at the end of the season. The team that gets Lance Lynn, the guy could go and he could go off and have like a 2-7 ERA the rest of the year after his 6-3 ERA he has right now. Mm-hmm. But you look at you look at moves that some teams make and you say, okay, well, why did he do why did they do that? In the moment, why did the Phillies get rid of a legitimate starting catcher in Logan O'Hoppy to get Brandon Marsh last year. Look at him now. The guy's coming up with key hits. He plays a legit center field for the Phillies, and he's got tons of years of control. So who's going to make the right moves? It's really all based on what you think of the organization. If the if the Rays had traded for Lucas Giolito and for Ronaldo Lopez, team – Everybody, fans have been like, oh, my gosh, Lucas Giolito might be Cy Young in the second half of the season here. He might be – because the Angels got him, they're like, I just don't know. I don't think he's going to – you know. So your predetermined idea of mm-hmm. a team, you're you're sitting there going, I don't, I don't see what they're doing. But the Dodgers pick up Ahmed Rosario, who's a below-average defender this year, normally a very good defender, below-average hitter, and they're like, he might be the World Series MVP just because he went to the Dodgers. So, evaluating trades right now is really tough. But I think the teams that are going to do the right things, the Brewers, I think the Braves are going to continue to do the right things. And my hope for baseball is that the Orioles do the right thing. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hope with the Orioles front office, but I really, really hope they do the right thing for that young core. So, Eric, you mentioned the Rays. Who are the Rays? 
So they're a good team. They're six to one in the World Series. We know about that thirteen and zero start, but one of the worst teams in baseball in July. They've been a little better recently. So who is this club? Are they somewhere in the middle, or is it just a bad spot for them right now? Uh, this is the time that you would. I wish they. I wish they gave us over unders on wins in yeah. months, because July and August, I would have bet the under like crazy for the Rays. Really? Because this is what happens. This is what happens every year when you don't have, and this year they actually have more starting pitching than normal. But you, but team, uh, other other fans and teams sit there and they go, "Oh man, you know, why don't we do a closer situation? Why can't we do what the Rays do?" Well, the reality is, they absolutely abuse their pitchers, and then they're just a factory. They just run the next one in there. Mm. Okay, like I'm sorry you got hurt. Not that they're not caring. They're just like, I want you to throw a billion miles an hour as many times as you can. And then if you blow out, sorry, we have the next guy. Yes, you're going to get paid big league time. Yes, you're going to. And so some guys are going to sit there and they're going to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because it's one of the first times they're in the big leagues. They're not fine. They're not fine. Their, their stuff goes down while their velocity or their spin isn't quite there. The perceived view of the pitch is not there. And you know what? This is what happens to them a lot of seasons. Now, the one season where they made the deepest run, we played a shortened season in 2020. They never hit that exhausted, like, I just got beat up all season. The Rays pitching gets beat up, and it's not they're not malicious about it. It's just how they're getting value out of people, and they have to figure out a way to have a Shane McClenahan pick up some of these innings to get that bullpen a breather. Mm -hmm. But now he's coming off that injury and glass. Now, you know, he's, they're not long inning guys. They need them to pick up a seven inning game here so that some guys do not have to come out of the bullpen again for the third night and four third time in four days. Yeah. We've seen that with Shane McClanahan too. I think last year he kind of faltered down the stretch a bit because you know, he's also a young guy, so maybe that's it too, but it's just hard to retain uh, the gas in the take for that long. It is a long season. But sell me on the Rangers. It sounds like you're pretty high on Texas. And here's my question. We all know their lineup is good. It felt like half the all-star team was like the Texas Rangers lineup. Uh, but what about their starting pitching? Do you think the pitching, the top-line pitching that they have, their first three starters, is good enough to win a World Series? Top three? No. Top two? Yes. And I really like... Uvalde. And I think this is this is a situation now where we're sitting at July 28th and they skipped Uvalde's start. Uvalde's been he's an all-star. He's been a revelation for them. You know, he was kind of their I forget what it's called in fantasy football where you take your number one running back and then you take another running back just in case your number one running back gets gets hurt. I forget what the vernacular is for that, but it's like, you know, hedging your bet. They got Evaldi because they picked up DeGrom and they knew DeGrom or they thought DeGrom probably wasn't going to stay healthy. Evaldi's been that guy. And now July 28th, they're skipping a start for him. His velocity went down a little bit, but they're being proactive instead of reactive to an injury. And I think it's going to be really, really good for them. When you talk about the top three pitchers on a team, you have to talk about the number one guy. Mm-hmm. You can't have three number twos. You have to have a number yeah. one 
who is anchoring that staff. He's not an ace, but he's a number one that is helping John Gray, especially through this time where he doesn't have to stretch himself in games. We just talked about with the Rays, stretching yourself. John Gray doesn't have to stretch himself, and he's not pitching as well as he did before, but you're going to get over this hump. Hopefully you're not going to get burned out through this time. Maybe even like three less innings in three starts for a guy like John Gray. Skipping a start for Evaldi will help them really push down the stretch and be 100% healthy for the playoffs. And that's something that this extra playoff spot is going to help them. Other teams are like scratching and clawing just to get in. They can kind of set stuff up and not, you know, not be super gassed and then really come into the postseason banging on all cylinders because that lineup can absolutely rake. But they're also going through some injuries right now, too. He is a longtime catcher in Major League Baseball. Check him out on Foul Territory TV. It is our friend Eric Kratz. Eric, so much information. You are a great guest. We appreciate you being with us here. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.